0: To the in real deep podcast i'm your host steve Simino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and with me as always is executive editor andrew johnson hello andrew greetings andrew blink twice if you are in need of assistance if you don't want to be here if you don't want to be <laughs> recording this we'll send help someone will send it through the audio medium and they'll come you know take you away to where you need to be
1: i want to be here i i i don't want to be anywhere near my television on sunday night um <laughs> so i guess we'll get into it i i will i will take care of that myself i guess but but uh yeah well i guess we'll get into that I think it says a
0: lot. I live in Los Angeles, and I have no—I don't know a single person doing anything Oscar-related. Not that it has to go hand in hand with Los Angeles, but no one cares. Like I—I I want to chalk that up to a lack of enthusiasm, but we can get into detail as to why that might be. Maybe it's an unspiring year. Maybe it's just Oscar malaise. I don't know. But regardless, we are here to talk about the upcoming Oscars, the 2019 Academy Awards. And we are here to p- do what we often do, which is pick the winners and speculate and groan and mumble and just be overall discontent at the fact that this is a thing <laughs> that is so pervasive and we can't beat it. And we admit we can't beat it because we're joining and we we leech off it every year to some extent for our own very mild personal gain.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. But I, well, I, we can talk about this, uh, but I, I, feel particularly uninspired this year i mean i we we every year it's like groundhog day you know we talk about all the things we don't like about the oscars and then i usually come in and say yeah but it shines a light on movies blah 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 (laughs) blah. and like this year i just i don't even think i can muster that i just just don't care
0: (laughs) no i don't either it's you can't no rote speeches no longer apply as much as they used to it just it is what it is
1: well and i do wonder if it's particular to the year or if there's something going on with the the show itself i mean there's some weird things you know like there's no host this year we, i mean we talked about this on our best of the year podcast that you know we felt like it wasn't there weren't, there weren't like a lot of great movies this year um but then there's also this you know the sort of undercurrent of you know, what is a movie anymore? And the, the industry itself seems in shift. And uh, so I don't know. There, there's ample room, I guess, to speculate on, on what exactly is going on here. And, you know, I, I kind of just chalk it up to it just being a weird year. But um Maybe there's something else going on. I don't know.
0: I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to best picture, but I I imagine the academy, you know, whatever powers that be at the academy are throwing their hands up to some extent because for years, everyone was banging the door, get some, you know, box office, uh, good movies in the best picture race this year you got black panther you got bohemian rhapsody you got green book you got stars born that you got four really big movies some of those movies are huge movies and now everyone's like boo these movies suck we hate this (laughs) you you dumb idiots like pick one or the (laughs) other what do you want us to do you know so in that case I, i do think that the criticism is is um Understandable in a lot of ways, and also insufferable in a lot of ways, and really the whole process in general feels like it's it's like an Ouroboros It just exists to eat itself every year. You know, if there's no <laughs> yeah. it serves no purpose beyond that anymore.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it is, it is interesting. You look at the eight best picture nominees, and like, so uh, other than the favorite, like you you can pretty much find pretty much anywhere in America, you could pretty much find that movie on a on a screen somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. You now that
1: that gives a little credit to, to netflix for having roma but like the other six besides the besides the favorite were like they're like big movies even even like black klansman and um and uh and vice which you which weren't as big quite as successful financially we're still like in every theater that you could find probably yeah. in, around around the country so yeah i don't know if it's a damned if you do damned if you don't like uh sort of sort of thing uh, yeah it, there's not a lot of like call me by your name style movies here yes. uh, which make which makes the sort of um ambivalence i guess <laughs> that um that much more puzzling in some ways
0: <laughs> well before we get into some categories let's do our beverage of choice segments i am drinking i feel like a very appropriate beer for the scenario oh look at that is that the is that the opening noise andrew
1: uh huh. It is. Oh,
0: look at that! Came through loud and clear. Yep. <laughs> I am drinking a 32 ounce, big old bottle of Miller High Life because it is a pissy beer, and the Oscars are a pissy <laughs> event. And you know, I felt like it was—I wanted to be very thematically appropriate for for the evening.
1: The champagne of beers, right? Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that, that that is an appropriate uh, appropriate <laughs> choice. Uh, I I am drinking uh, possibly a shittier beer. I don't really know. Uh, a Michelob Ultra. Uh, which incidentally uh, we'll talk, I guess we can talk about this now. I, for the first time in a long time, am not going to watch the Oscars. Um, i just don't care and i haven't i i usually play basketball on sunday nights or i have a local game here and uh that i i almost always play it and i usually skip for the oscars but i haven't been in like over a month i'm dying to play and i don't care about this show and uh michelob ultra is the right beer because that's the beer we all drink after we finish playing so
0: (laughs) are you guys watching your carbs or anything what's what was the impetus behind that particular beer
1: uh yeah I get yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> no there's like
0: there's like all the light beers you know you can have a
1: Miller Lite a Bud Light a Michelob a Ultra yeah okay yeah.
0: just domestic light loggers I get it I,
1: I go with the ultra because I don't want to like immediately undo all the running around I've done or or like I'll slowly undo all the running around I've done all the yeah. exercise.
0: okay yeah. sure yeah gotta save those ten calories or twelve calories or whatever right exactly, exactly.
1: ninety six <laughs> calories yeah <we can.
0: laughs> <sighs> oh that's great all right well we have horrible beers let's get into it we're gonna break down the big six categories and then we'll sort of do a grab bag lightning round at the end where we'll go through some of these smaller ones but we really wanted to t- we would like to touch on at least the ones that people are excited for even though i was looking up the the predictions before we started talking it sounds like a lot of them are set in stone at this point which probably is always the case as i think back but uh, i guess in such a lackluster year to also know there's not a ton of Hot races is is a little disheartening on top of already disheartening atmosphere.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're not even paying attention that at at all. Like I I don't even know who the favorites are. So yeah, you're gonna I guess you're gonna tell me. I think I kind I think I I think Roma I think is the favorite for best picture, and that's about all I know in terms of like favorites. So yeah. Anyway.
0: So Andrew, let's get started with best director. This is gonna be a cakewalk. I am considering going to Bovada and putting hundred dollars on this to make one <laughs> just because why not i could use an extra dollar but let's go through it and pretend like everyone has a chance the nominees are spike lee for black clansman yorgos lanthimos for the favorite paul Pawlikowski, i apologize to paul if i got his name wrong for cold war uh, alfonso Coron for roma and adam mckay for vice uh, this is, a, you know, this is not gonna be a exciting category, nor should no. it be, because Alfonso Cuaron is great, and when he makes a movie, it should almost always be nominated. Just, you know, because why not? Because he's fantastic director. But yeah, the other four, it's nice. That's why I like that uh, the Paul Pawlikowski is up there, is because yeah. Yeah, why not throw a nom for Cold War's a terrific movie, and then just give Cuaron the statue and call it a day
1: yeah and I believe this will be Cuaron's first uh, Oscar when he wins it I, he hasn't made a ton of movies actually um, he only makes one like it feels like a, he, his pace is a little slower than most of the other directors even on this this list and um, I mean certainly a deserving
0: he did winner. he won for Gravity by the way
1: so, oh he did win for
0: Gravity he did. oh
1: that was one of the splits right because Gravity didn't win yes um, right. oh so he has one okay so well he won, he won again and, and he's deserving Um I mean, from a sentimentality perspective, I haven't seen Cold War. I know you really like that. I'm just waiting for it to come onto Amazon Prime. I really liked his last movie, Ida or Ida. I'm not sure how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but from a sentimental perspective, you'd love to see uh, Spike Lee win. I, well, I would love to see Sp- Spike Lee win. Um uh, you know, you you would really like to see him win for do the right thing, but like this is kind of <laughs> yeah, like we
0: don't kind of time like machines. So. Yeah,
1: this is kind of like the one of the problems we talk about every year, which is like you know people that they the people you like win for the wrong things often. Like you know, Martin Scorsese won for The Departed and not Goodfellas. It's crazy. The great um, Al
0: Pacino won for Son of a Woman. Right, exactly.
1: uh <laughs> So from that perspective, you know, but I don't like. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't sit here and tell you that I thought black Klansman was a better movie than Roma. So, I mean, from a, from a, on a, on a merit based system for the actual movie we're talking about, which I know is not really how the Oscars work. Um, you know, does this, this, that, that that makes sense to me? <laughs>
0: it's so, th- but you you, you establish something that we're going to get into when we get to another category, though. It, it's so arbitrary sometimes. Uh, the, the the media or whoever is involved will decide. Okay, this person gets sort of a lifetime achievement award Oscar, but then other mm-hmm. years it's like, oh, now it's just a thrill to be nominated. It's like, well, which is it? Is it a thrill to be nominated, or do you get a free win? Like, is Spike should Spike Lee just be happy that he got finally made the? final five or are we going to give him one because you know i don't know it just it doesn't it never makes sense like it's just narratives are composed based on what is relevant at the moment and to act like there's any logic behind it or any sort of plan is just is disingenuous
1: yeah there is
0: (laughs) Which we hate, which we talked about eight million times, but I cannot help but reiterate it whenever we do this because it just there is no rhyme or reason to any of it. But people act like there is, and it's uh, it'd be nice if we all just threw our hands up and said, "Who, who, who knows? Who the fuck knows?"
1: Yeah, uh, as with all things related to the Oscars and the Academy, there, there is no plan. Uh, as 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 I. As we called it like earlier this year, when we said there would be no there would actually be no award for the best, like popular film. Mm -hmm. And of course, there isn't one. (laughs) Uh, And like there's a whole I've wanted to write this. Maybe maybe I'll get to it in the next week or two here. But I've wanted to write for a long time about the Oscars that not not the voting, not the people who vote in the awards, but the actual people who like sort of run the Academy having a real they have a real brand problem and uh they're trying to be in my opinion they're, they're trying to be like all things to all people which is probably one of the reasons like no one cares or is happy like they keep tinkering with everything and um and uh it just it's, it's like it i feel like it's a downward spiral so yep. so <laughs> um so i mean I, I have a lot more to say on that when we get to uh, the, the best picture race but um but yeah it there is no plan
0: <laughs> nope, there is no plan. Let's move on to Best Supporting Actress. The five nominees are Amy Adams in Vice, Marina Di Tavara in Roma, Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone in The Favorite, and Rachel Weisz in The Favorites. Um, I don't know about you. I would love to see one of the favorite actresses win. But yeah. based on everything I've read, it, this is going to be a Regina King walk, which I don't. you did not see Beale Street. I saw mm-hmm. it. I thought it was great. I didn't, I don't totally get it. I don't get, she's very, she's not bad, but the movie is just, I I don't know. Nothing about her struck me as overwhelmingly fantastic. So I don't totally get why everyone is coalescing behind her, but she's a great actress. It's a, you know, it's, it's definitely a good movie. And so again, based on the arbitrariness of everything, why not? Let's do it. Like I'm not opposed in the least. I'm just a little confused, but certainly not against it.
1: You could literally just record this. We could just take this recording every year and then splice <laughs> in the name of whoever, like somewhat deserving person is going to win in every category. But we
0: wouldn't get to yell uh, every year again. Yeah, it's fun uh, to get yeah, it out, yeah. you know?
1: Well, but we still like collect the, all those tens of page views that we'd get, you know? <laughs> That's true. Um, no, I, I would, I agree. I, I, I love the favorite. So I, I, uh, I would love to see that movie win. Uh, you know, sort of a, as much as, as possible, I guess. Uh, I mean, I would also call out the the Marina de Tavera. I thought she was really great in Roma, um, uh, and and um, someone who in that film her the depth of her character built over time with with her performance. Uh, I thought she was and great. You, and, and you
0: really in Roma, you really don't know much about her besides what she does. Like no one explains right. anything about her at all. Right. So any, right. anything that you glean about her is one hundred percent from the performance. And right. that's that's really cool, and and from Corone's directing, obviously, but like she really builds a character out of a very you know she has a lot of room to maneuver, and she takes advantage of all of it.
1: Yeah, well, and and to go back to the favorite, like the Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz performances in *The Favorite*, like those feel like supporting actress or supporting like actress type the type i like always want to see win which is like they're both kind of quirky performances there's a lot for them to like chew on you know they're yeah. funny um so like in that sense like to me they they kind of fit the archetype in my head of what, what i look for in that in that perform but i mean there's a whole other conversation here about like uh you know i'm just looking at some of these like like, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are on screen a lot in those in that movie, and Marina de Tavira is on screen a lot in Roma. So, like, yes, they're not the main character and protagonist, I guess, by that definition. But, like, at some point, these categories are starting to, like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you touched on another arbitrary element of this, is yeah, that you yeah. know, it's, it's all about jockeying for position and what you can you know publicize someone for appropriately, yep, yep. everyone sort of gets in line and, and accepts their either they think they're more likely to win this category or in the case of you know the favorite, Olivia Coleman is the actress, so they had to put the other ones up for Best Supporting right. Actress, like, it's right. again it's, it's not based on any sort of objective reasoning, it's based on a lot of subjective stuff, yet we treat it like it's an objective uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. ceremony the end of the day, and that is also disingenuous,
1: <laughs> yes. Like they're measuring the percentage of screen time <laughs> <laughs> if you're below a threshold, you're in the supporting act.
0: Yep, yeah. like,
1: seriously, like Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss f- felt like co leads with, um, with uh, with, with, with what's her name, Olivia. Yep.
0: I bet if you looked at pure screen time, and I and I'm not we're obviously not advocating they do that, but I bet Rachel Weiss is on screen more than yeah. anybody. I- I yeah so because Olivia Coleman sort of pops in and out every now and then and, and, and it's more impactful as a result so good that that's a, there's not it's not mandatory that you get the most time but yeah it, it, it doesn't matter none of this matters <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's 2019 nothing matters
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes that is an underlying thing but we press on anyway because we must Let's do best actor in a supporting role. Let's. This is actually probably the best category, at least in terms of competitiveness. I like all of these gentlemen very much. They probably all don't have a fair chance to win, but there's a lot of talent here, and you can make a case for a bunch of them, which is different than some of the other categories. We've got Mahershala Ali in Green Book, Adam Driver in Black Klansman, Sam Elliott in A Star Is Born, Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell in Vice. Andrew, your thoughts on this category?
1: I mean, my thoughts in this category are, fuck it, let's go all in on, like, the sentimental picks. And so, like, Sam Rockwell won last year, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Mahershala won two years ago for Moonlight. And I'm sure that performance was better than whatever happened in Green Book. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, Sam Elliott or Adam Driver here are the picks for me, I guess. I have no idea who the favorite is, once again. Um but uh, I mean, I I I really I'm I'm really enjoy Adam Driver as an act, actor, um, and uh, so I that's sort of the one that I'm I'm drawn to. I thought he was good and very good in Black Klansman. Um, Sam Elliott probably would just be fun just to see him give a speech. Um, although I won't be there anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. What, who are the favorites, Steve? Tell me. I'm I'm like a uh, walking in the forest blind here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like Marshall Ali is going to win again. That's what people seem to assume. Sam Elliott does appear to have a puncher's chance. Richard E. Grant is, I would say, is one. It's one of those weird scenarios where I don't know if you're familiar with Richard E. Grant a ton. He's in uh, with nail and I, which is a very very enjoyable '90s movie that is like a very drunken wild escapade through England he's great he's a great actor he's definitely he's been in more uh, smaller fare throughout his career but he's a very charming man and he'd be great to win but he obviously has no chance as a result of all that so it seems to be that and like you said Sam Rockwell has no chance just because he's already won and he's in Vice for about five minutes so it seems Mm -hmm. sort of odd that he would win anyway so Marachala and Sam Elliott seem like the categories both great actors like love them immensely and most most of the reviews of Green Book I've read say that Marachala is the best part of the movie Mm -hmm. so he he, you know Vigo is playing again I'm told I, I get yelled at because because I give Green Book very casual amounts of shit and People yell at me for not having seen it, but I'm told that Vigo is playing the bombastic, dumb Italian stereotype that we see in the trailers, <laughs> and that is sort of stupid at times. But Moshaleh has the gravitas and is the heart yeah. of the movie, which makes logical sense, and he's a terrific actor and is, is doing great things. I don't know if he needs another award, but again, that's not what this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the yeah. best performance of that year. So in that sense, sure, why not? Like throw more on the pile. Like, he's great. Let's just let's just load him up.
1: It it will be really strange if he wins from from the sense of like literally before Moonlight, I, I guess he was in I think he was in House of Cards, but I, I literally had never seen Mahershala Ali in anything before Moonlight. I don't I don't think maybe I had in passing, but like never, never registered with me. Um, And then all of a sudden he'll be like a potentially a two time mosque Oscar winner, after like Mm -hmm. three years after I first saw him in something. So anyway, that's that's all about me, I guess. But um,
0: I was butchering his name, too. Again, I feel like I did this several years ago. And so Mahershala, I apologize. I'm I'm learning your name. You're great. And we love you very much on the Unreal Deep podcast. So
1: I'm sure he's listening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (sighs) All right. Let's move on to best actress in a leading role. We have Yelizia Aparicio in Roma, Glenn Close in The Wife, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me? This is also, I think on paper, this is a fun category. You can make a case for a few people. But again, if you, read, uh, if you look at the betting odds, or if you read the scuttlebutt, Glenn Close is going to get the Al Pacino Memorial, <laughs> thanks for playing for 30 years, here's a trophy award, for a movie that no one has seen, at least Sen of a Woman, and The Departed were extremely popular, so it was like, okay, now is the right time to honor a Marty or an Al. The wife, no one saw the wife, apparently it's not very good beyond her. It feels like a very odd time to give her a Lifetime Achievement Award in the guise of a Best Actress uh, trophy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have, I haven't seen the movie. Neither of you. Really? Um, uh, and I have no five, plans
0: too. I don't think I'm yeah, going to. Right. You know,
1: of sorry. The five, Glenn. Yeah, the five performances here, and I also haven't seen. Can you ever forgive me? Although I've heard good things about that. Of the five performances and actors actresses here, like that, that is like by far the least interesting to me. When I look, just look at them, like size them up. Um, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I. i i I saw roma the favorite and the star is born and i loved all three of those people in, in that and so i don't i don't know i mean it's it's a little hard to talk about having not seen the wife and i don't have a problem with glenn close but um again it's just like so okay so this one is a lifetime achievement award but the director category is not, and the supporting actor category is not. So yeah, like, I don't. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's it's so arbitrary. Who? who why are we deciding? How does this work? <laughs> like I don't. I don't understand. It's. I mean, it's great that Yalitza and Olivia Coleman, you know, and Lady Gaga all you know, came from varying degrees of out of nowhere to get Oscar nominations, at least. Like, not expected necessarily for all three of them and for different reasons. But to, to then do the layup version of After That is go, but then Glenn Close wins. I just don't, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, wh- what are we to say at this point? You know, what are we to do? Like, there are archetypes. There are choices they make. They have weird pathways. They go down that they that they just happen to choose a lot. And I don't really know... What all I can say is, uh, when I finish this podcast, I'm going to see the favorite for a second time, and I'm very excited. And Olivia Colman wins my best actress award, so I it's not I don't have a tangible trophy, but she's tremendous, and I will give her you know another nine dollars. I
1: I think she's my pick too, if I if I had a vote, just because it's and this is not I, I do not mean to say this in in a in a pejorative sense about either L- Yelitza or Aprizio or Lady Gaga or diminish their performances at all. But I felt like Olivia Coleman showed like a little bit more range, if that, that's fair. Like Lady Gaga is great, but she's playing a singer. Um uh so and i don't i don't really know anything about Yelitsa apricio to know whether you know that
0: and her character was her. understandably yeah. muted and you know right. not yeah. and and she's amazing at that. And again the fact yes. what she does with so little to like ostensibly do is remarkable yeah. and it's so cool that she got a nomination yeah. but yeah, yeah. olivia yeah. coleman is ridiculous and and serious when needed and it just in vacillates so wildly second to second it's just a it's a tour de force type deal
1: yeah yeah no. But, but again, but we... Glenn
0: Close wins for a movie that like, you know, 10,000 people saw. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We don't get a vote. <laughs> we do not. Not after this, too. We're definitely not getting no. a vote. No. Yeah. no. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to Best Actor. We have a... A solid five fivesome here as well, and I cannot wait, Andrew, to you and I have barely <laughs> talked about this, and this has been building and building, and I'm so excited. But anyway, the five nominees are Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Vigo Mortensen for Green Book. Andrew, Rami Malek is going to win. Sounds mm. like 100%. You mm. just saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Talk yeah. for the next seven to eight minutes. <laughs>
1: Uh, talk for as long as Bohemian <laughs> yeah. Rhapsody the song lasts. Um, uh, well, like, I, I've already told you this, but we need to do like a whole separate episode on Bohemian Rhapsody because it's it's just kind of a a fascinating movie. Not in the not in the um, not in the like it makes you think sort of sense, but more in the like just breaking it down and dissecting it into parts is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> Robbie Malek sort of is sort of. The best part of it, uh, and and I'm based on how unseriously we're kind of taking all of these. I'm completely fine with him winning this award. Um, he he definitely um, does the. He 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 does the thing where he sort of starts to trend towards you forget that he's an actor playing Freddie Mercury and he does a pretty good job of being Freddie Mercury. As I joke to you, he also deserves credit for keeping those ridiculous prosthetic teeth in his mouth (laughs) and then having them not spill out. I mean, maybe they did spill out and they had to do like twenty takes every scene. yeah, he does a good job of like being Freddie Mercury, who's like an outsized character in his own right. I mean, you I, got a lot to sort of chew on there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I like Bohemian Rhapsody is just a terrible movie. Um, it's <laughs> it's really bad. I mean, it's it just object from an, a sort of an objective like perspective, it's not good. Um, but he's sort of I guess the best part of it, and that's a it, degree of difficulty high, and I, I'm fine with him winning, I guess. Like, these other guys have, like, won for shit. Uh, I think almost all of them have have won something. Or I mean, been at all... least
0: recognized numerous times for their, yeah. you know, performances and otherwise. So
1: Yeah, and based on, like, what we know about, or well, I think we know about Vigo's... <laughs> character in yeah Book. he's he's kind of also cartoonish
0: um <laughs> it is, and... is so sort of ridiculous to like yeah to shit on Bohemian rhapsody but then there's yeah. another character actor right there who's like oh well same yeah. thing just less bombastic and less you know singy but otherwise sounds about right
1: i mean if i had a vote i i would probably and i haven't seen vice i would probably put it down for i actually thought bradley cooper was great in the Star is yeah,
0: Born. So did I. um
1: and and um <laughs> Yeah, well, so I would put it down there, but like I have no problem with Rami Rami Malek, um winning. So it's and we we just need to we we need to see that movie again and do a whole episode about it because <laughs> it's it, it is really there's a lot to chew on there. So
0: it's definitely of like you know I would say this year Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Buck are the two punching bags that everyone loves wailing on, and I totally get you know having seen zero of them. I have participated to some extent. I totally understand <laughs> why, but I do, you know, I, I, I in a weirdly objective way as someone who's seen neither of them, Bohemian Rhapsody seems to be what it is and is being rewarded after the fact. like it wasn't it doesn't seem like it was trying to be rewarded, you know? It seems like it was just trying to, it was yeah. trying to be a big dumb queen movie and then all of a sudden it weirdly yeah. gets showered yeah. with a bunch of praise. Yeah. Well, yeah. while Green Book yeah. feels like it was made to be a very sort of lame you know racial bridging racial divides you know like vigo being big and dumb like it just feels very bland and rote in, in some of those ways and so that, that that's why green book definitely has gotten a little more of my you know frowning and, and my ire when talking to people it's just because i i sensed that what that was going for but I even mean, rhapsody it's hard to get like you can't be mad at the movie for being critically praised like the movie is the movie you know
1: yeah and uh, the, don't get it twisted there are some very um you know uh uh uncomfortable moments uh in bohemian rhapsody where that don't deal with freddie mercury's sexuality in delicately i would yeah, say Yeah, i heard that um, is not you know
0: i uh, think it, it didn't necessarily break new ground and representations of lgbtq right. people so
1: but but my but i think you hit on something there which is like Green Book was really trying to be something about like race relations whereas Bohemian Rhapsody is just like, a big dumb movie with a lot of Queen songs in it. And so like I I in my head punish it less for that sort of sloppiness I guess cuz it's not that's it's not really it's not really a movie about, you know, Freddie Mercury's sexuality. I mean, you can't really ignore that. It's tied up in his identity, but like It's kind of an excuse to have people listen to a bunch of Queen songs. Um, Yeah. It sounds like
0: they they tried, maybe not ignore it, but they tried to, uh, you know, like you said, like, oh, he does some, you know, he clearly is gay. Anyway, back to the big songs. Like, you know, don't you love these tunes? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I I do, by the way. Yeah. I I do
0: love those. I bet bet the songs part are fantastic. Like, you and I shared an article from the LA Times about a family or a couple that has gone to see Bohemian Rhapsody 24 times. And yeah. when you read, it, it seems it's one of those headlines you laugh at and you read the story and it's like he had, I think he or one of them had cancer and it's just, <laughs> it's like a great release and escape and they love Queen and she's like thrown like, so it's like, it's one of those things where that's another thing where you can't, you can't get mad at that. Like, no. I don't particularly get it, but I, I love big dumb movies like I don't know if I'll love this one but I like plenty of other ones so it just fits that bill and it just happens to you know Robbie Malk is probably always going to get a nod I think the fact that it's gotten so much other uh love is a little surprising but you know let him take home his trophy that's fine I think I'm okay with that
1: uh, yeah i just can't believe it's a best picture nominee because yeah. there's just so many dumb parts uh, but but um
0: we'll I get mean, there so maybe, shortly We're it's right that, around the bend
1: say maybe that's a natural segue but yeah it's it's uh that that part i can't believe but like again trying to apply some sort of logic to the oscars is kind of a fool's errand as we keep coming back to so i was um,
0: Chris, like christian bale really should win of all i haven't seen all these yeah. movies obviously but it's he's so great in Vice. like yeah. vice is not a good movie Mm-hmm. but he is tremendous in it he knows exactly what he's going for what he does makes perfect sense like it's it's the physical transformation which they usually you know fawn over and, and love and kiss like he's he nails all of that so i it seems like he's the only dark horse but like you shared the betting odds before we got on here Rami really malik seems like he's about as close with shoeing as you can get so
1: yeah not not quite as big of a favorite as alfonso coron but but close on the yeah
0: cusp, yeah yeah all right well andrew let's get to the big one there's so much to talk about here it's it's a it's one of those groups of movies in best picture that is both fascinating and dull at the same time There's, (laughs) there's plenty to break down but if you just read them off you might not realize it uh the eight nominees are black panther black klansman bohemian rhapsody the favorite green book roma a star is born and vice
1: I, well, the thing I just keep coming back to here, and, and and obviously we named this movie our our best movie of the year, is like, I, I don't understand how A Star is Born is not like like the runaway favorite. It's
0: an afterthought. It's like, thanks for uh, yeah. showing up.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I, – I, I, I say that not in the sense that I think it was necessarily the best movie of the last year, but just that it has everything you kind of think of when you think of an Oscar movie, like – it's got music it's got a sad story it's got great performances by um by by the actors it's kind of a little navel gazy about stardom which, which hollywood all, always loves um I, like and it was a huge movie like and and a lot of people loved it and uh and and for it to be so marginal in this group is is really a big surprise to me and I, I don't I'm not again I'm not advocating for it over Roma which it seems like is 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 likely to win but um uh it it feels weird uh like I I certainly expected that kind of I, I expected kind of the token nomination for Black Panther um and it to just kind of never be in the in the picture in terms of being a real contender um I'm really surprised that that is that that a star is born like it just seems like a quintessential best picture winner um and for it to not even be like really in the running so to speak uh is is really bewildering to me uh, beyond that i mean it seems like roma is going to win and i'm i'm fine with that roma is really good so um so I don't, that that's my only that's my, <laughs> but it, it's just it, it is a really weird collection of movies and i don't know if they've kind of watered it down and try like like trying to be all things to all people and they've kind of now they're nothing to no one sort it sort of situation. Seems very
0: but, like likely that that's the case. At least in yeah. this particular go around, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just you know, it's to me a like more logical an expectation kind of what this would become is Roma is the critical darling, *A Star mm. Is Born* is the. You know, uh, more, more blockbuster type movie. Not blockbuster. You mm-hmm. had a more popular movie that also was acclaimed. And then Black mm-hmm. Panther is the, you know, finally a comic book uh, big budget movie broke in and gets a nomination. Deserve it yeah. or otherwise. I think deserve it enough compared to the other crap that got nominated. Why not Black Panther, you know? But... It's just, we, yeah, it's weird that Green Book has sort of stepped up to fill that stars burn void. And then Vice, no one really likes Vice, yet it still made its way in. The yep. favorite is, is definitely great that that's there. I'm so happy for Yorgos and everyone who's in it, but that doesn't have a prayer. And then Bohemian yep. Rhapsody is sort of just hanging around the periphery. And, and <laughs> I cannot imagine a scenario where that wins. But the fact that it even made it this far is, is eyebrow-raising in its own right. Like, what do we do you know like why why I, I don't know it's just it's a weird collection of movies i think we there is there usually is not a a real genuine narrative you can shape around the six seven eight nine nominees anyway yeah, but yeah. this does but I, I maybe we said this last year i should go back and listen but this feels more grab baggy than even other years oh, that are already grab baggy right uh,
1: agree yeah yeah and i i think i i really do think it comes down to the sort of overall quality of movies this year i just don't think it's a very deep rich sort of field that really they they had to like there's not a movie that i'm sitting here like there are movies that that i'm sitting here that i i think are better than some of these but there's not a movie that i'm sitting here and that i saw in the last year that i'm really surprised isn't there you know what i mean so like so um like I like First Reform, but I'm not like that's not a movie that has a prayer of you know winning in this field, for example, um, or even like really being nominated. So, so I, that's that's kind of what I chalk it up to. I do think there's something maybe else going on here with the the nature of the business right now. I mean, it's certainly if Roma wins, that certainly rep that certainly is a huge a huge deal from a from the business perspective to have a movie that was primarily released on netflix win the best picture i mean you you can't gloss that over and it's great too it's i mean Um, it's
0: i I wish netflix was more forthcoming with numbers at least in scenarios like this because it seems like a no like like an unbelievable no-brainer in terms of access to movie there's I, i imagine it's it's a a large number of people that's, you know, multiplier that saw it now that would have ever seen it, you know, like right, right, it was destined right. to make, you know what? $20 million, something like that. Maybe. And, maybe. and, and, and you know, I, I bet, you know, think I'm it, it's on, it's, it's front and center. Every time you open up Netflix, like yeah. millions of people must've seen it now. And that's great. And like, maybe some of them hate it. Maybe some of them likes it, but even if, if a percentage of them like it, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. So, I, but I don't know if that's. I think you're right that there is. This is a time of transition. No one, no one's even sure how successful it is beyond the fact that it got some Oscar nominations, will probably win, and probably was seen by more people. But we can't quantify any of those things, you know. Like, so it's is that weird impasse where it's like, what do you do now? Like, is this good? Is this the future? <laughs> is this a detour? Is like, I feel like no one really knows what to do. And, you know, the the sad thing for people like us is they'll probably look at Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody and go, more of that. Let's just do more of that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well even, and, even as
0: soon as this year that Elton john movie is coming out this this year that is directed by the guy who took over bohemian rhapsody when brian singer was fired yeah, for being a yeah. fucking creep and sexual assaulter so <laughs> i bet the elton john movie will do will make 500 million dollars too and maybe good i don't know but like it's it uh you know there, there could be i don't know what trends are going to be taken away from this but i don't see many of them being positive for folks like you and i in the immediate future
1: Uh, i think that's absolutely right and that's kind of why i wanted like one of the reasons i kind of wish a star is born would do better because i mean obviously it did fine at the box office so that's the thing that really matters in the industry but like that's the movie to me to focus on from this year in terms of um the way forward for the for the for the movie industry i mean. Yeah, I don't I and Roma is like it's weird. You're you're right that it, it got more exposure than it would have had it just been sort of conventionally released by being on Netflix. On the other hand, it's just one of like a gajillion choices when you log into Netflix. So how many people actually, you know, made a point to watch it? It's I, I don't feel like it's <laughs> this is understating it but i don't feel like it's like a stranger things sort of style phenomenon by by any stretch of the imagination either and we we don't know yeah. um so uh it it certainly feels like a more it, it, it is a weird field and roma feels like the one that like fits in with like recent winners i guess you know yep. um and and in, so in that sense it, it, it makes a lot of sense but um it's just, it's just weird. Like I just, and that's one of the reasons I'm going to be playing basketball Sunday night. I just, I don't even like, I can't really wrap my head around what, what is going to happen Sunday. Uh, there's no host. I don't This like, seems like a very random collection of movies thrown together. Um, Yeah, and and like
0: and like we sort of said in our best of 2018, you know, I think we both feel really good about choosing a Star is Born. I think that sat well with both of us, but it was sort of a a relatively begrudging choice. We didn't have a ton of desire for the other movies. Most people didn't either, and at the end of the day, that leads to usually leads to an uninspiring crop of choices. And you know, couple all that with though we shit on the Oscars a lot, and I think rightly so. This whole awards season in general is you know is two to three months long now and so accurately forecasts the likely winners yeah. that it's like what's the point of even watching like if you yeah. if you care enough to pay attention you know yeah. what's going to happen anyway and then the casual yeah. people don't care because they don't know these movies and they hear all this bullshit and they just go you know what i'm gonna tune out and so it like you said it serves no masters at this point it serves no it's it's for no one it's just they're, they're trying to fix it and there's probably no fix and they probably should have just accepted their fate they were going to slowly Decline, but still be very successful. And instead, they've done all these, you know, little things here and there. And I think it's sort of fraying at the seams, and you know, the cracks are showing.
1: Yeah, stay with me here. What if they took Black Panther, Stars Born, and Bohemian Rhapsody, and they created a whole separate category called <laughs> Best Popular Film?
0: Whoa, put, you're blowing my mind.
1: Those ones
0: oh man, I uh, love I love popular films. Yeah, so I that's think, so exciting. Yeah, I think,
1: uh, yeah uh, there's. <laughs> Stay with me. I, I know that was a hard, that was a, it was a crazy idea. We had a left field, but
0: I uh, will like. But imagine a world where they had gone through with that, and it was those three movies plus some other dumb shit, and then and the best pictures were no popular movies, uh, <laughs> one popular, movie, and then like all these other sort of fringy things that we liked or sort of liked, or like it would be an even weirder field. Like they should really be very happy that they floated that and bailed because it would just, it would just have diluted the products even more. And one of the, I mean, I think one of the things that maybe it is a broader cultural theme but you know i feel like with like the baseball hall of fame and the oscars these things that we used to hold up as sacrosanct and fake objective and like all and like like you know that really mattered i think we're realizing more and more as the curtain gets pulled back that it's just a bunch of people in a room making arbitrary choices you know and i feel like that maybe maybe that is what sort of dooms it for lack of a better term is they they there's no coming back from that there's no ever there's at least no reaching the heights you previously held because too many people know how the sausage is made now and so you sort of just either accept the fate or you tinker to the point that you're totally irrelevant as opposed to somewhat irrelevant
1: Well, that's that's sort of that's sort of talking around what I would, I think, write in this piece I have in my in my head about the Oscars having sort of a marketing and branding problem like. um, For people that really care about movies, the horse race coverage for the three months leading up to the Oscars makes it an anticlimactic event at this point, whereas as opposed to like 20 years ago, you know, you you tune in that night and maybe you read something in the paper about like what the favorites are, but you don't really know. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're not like getting the New York film critics and then the LA film and all that stuff. Right. (laughs) Um, So, so for people that really care about movies, they, they know, they know what um, they know what's going to happen and and they care. They're invested in anyway, And a lot of them, maybe myself and you excluded this particular year are going to tune in anyway. Like you don't have to like convince those people to like movies. And then a lot of the other people, I think just, kind of tune in to see uh, well there's certainly there's obviously the people who turn in to just see celebrities dressed in nice clothes right and so that that's a part of it and so like i i kind of feel like the oscars should just own that like glitzy glamour you know lane and that's why like uh, it it bewilders me that a star is born is not like like they should be requiring the members to vote for it like it's <laughs> it's it's got a singer and a really attractive leading man and it's got music like it's it's just like that's the lane the oscars should be playing in uh in my in my in my view you don't have to win the mo- the the movie geeks over like we're we're there you know we're, we're already paying attention um it's the rest of people who who need to to care for some some reason or another and um you know i i don't know <laughs>
0: Well, I you think it, I think it's more It's sort of like, and, and we're getting into a broader, you know, which I sort of started, so I apologize for that because <laughs> it's just too much. But it's like when you go on social media and everybody's yelling about something, and it seems like the whole world is so fired up, and then you really think about it, you're like, this is like two percent of the population, like no one cares. Like no <laughs> right, one right. so it's like so but you, but they're loud and I think that you know there is a um a push in a lot of ways to appease that very loud two percent so yeah. they'll shut up so they'll go away so they'll like you and, and amplify you and talk more about you. But you're right. I think I think there I think the answer is probably to hear snarky bullshit from the Steves and Andrews of the world and go, yeah, cool. Enjoy the show, you know? <laughs> Enjoy what are you gonna do? Stop watching movies? Like stop having opinions? Stop recording 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 podcasts about us no of course you're not you're gonna you're you're suckers and you're gonna do this forever until we all die so just you know that is i would respect that in the sense that they'd be choosing something you know they'd be blazing a path forward opposed to me or not and i'm like well i respect that you're you know you've made a call rather than floating best popular film and then pulling it back when we do a podcast and we complain you know
1: yeah i like as, just looking at these this set of nominees like i think you're right like fuck us to a degree like we're, <laughs> we're no you can't make us happy with this you know no, we're gonna uh, you can't so like you can make us like neutral
0: you know we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, appease us yeah. sort of but that's really it
1: like may, like maybe the way forward here like i'm looking at this maybe go back to five nominees and just have them be black panther a star is born bohemian rhapsody Green Book, and, uh, you know, pick Black Klansman or Vice, one of those two. Just have those be, like, that I feel like would at least – it would like get people interested in, in in it, and um, you know, we'd be pissed because we'd be like, Oh, look at all these great movies you left out, but like, who cares about us? We're gonna be mad anyway.
0: And that was sort uh, of the fun, too. Like, maybe they're maybe they confuse at some point, they confused snubs and flubs or frustrations yeah. for like dislike or distaste and like potentially yeah. leaving. But yeah, that was that was just more like a conversation. It's like, we don't expect, like I don't know, it, it didn't seem like an issue where we were we were threatening to abandon the awards process because yeah, because there was an arbitrary number decided upon for years and they were moving forward with that. Like that wasn't offensive to me really. It was kind of a fun bar conversation to have.
1: And I like, I say, this as someone who again is not, would not be like thrilled with this, but like I actually think I would be much more likely to tune in if one of the five movies to win was going to be black Panther, black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, a star is born a green book. Like I, I, I would be more, I think I would be more interested in that. Uh, it, it just would be, I mean, can you imagine like it would a, a 20% chance Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. off with the fucking statue. I mean, that would be, I, I, I would be more likely to less likely to be at basketball on Sunday night. So maybe that
0: is the, maybe that's the initial uh, issue that we sort of don't talk about enough is expanding the, you know, yep. their, their first foray into appeasing everybody might be yep. one of the most damning ones.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, I think maybe. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> it's, it is what it is to a certain extent. It's happening this Sunday and Andrew is not watching. I'm going to say I'm not watching, but I reserve the right to backtrack on that if I have nothing going on on Sunday and <coughs> my TV turns on and it flips to a certain channel. But, it, you know, just, you know, it, I think all the points we raised still hold true. Like, it's just – it's a weird year and – I don't – you know, nothing they've done in the recent past, the Academy or the movies they've nominated or most of these movies in general uh, would particularly satisfy me in a lot of ways by their success or their failure. I just don't – apathetic is, is definitely, uh, I think, the feeling of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I – yeah. I don't, Not towards everything,
0: but I, I guess apathy towards their what, – what they have to gain or lose <laughs> by participating yeah. in this process and winning or losing, you know? Yeah, yeah
1: yeah i mean like well I, I i say i will be playing basketball i will probably the game ends usually around 10 so i'll probably hustle home just so i can see the, yeah, the tail can. end
0: <laughs> the tail end so now you're not even um, just going home you're hustling home too so but, <laughs> but,
1: but uh uh yeah i uh you know I, I, I the one thing i would like to see is some of the musical performances for the original song because i mean you yeah, had you got lady gaga you got that weirdo song from ballad of buster scruggs you yeah. got kendrick lamar yeah. for what a Black weird Panty. buster
0: scruggs why not why not do the i wish they did you know what the there's so many funner songs i think in, in buster scruggs but
1: yeah whatever yeah. I, i'm yeah. glad it's
0: nominated so
1: yeah yeah
0: andrew <laughs> anyway. any final thoughts before we hit the road any other categories that you want to talk about that you actually care about or do they all sort of fall into the ether of of <laughs> non-interest
1: well you qualified it with that i actually care about so no i don't have anything (laughs) else to add Uh, (laughs) let's let's say what you mildly
0: care about or have a passing interest in
1: no i just think we came to a conclusion here which is i want them to go back to the five best picture nominees and have them have it have them treat it more like the best popular film category i think would have been treated i think i'd be more interested in what was going to happen um and i say that as someone who loves you know Romas and the favorites of the world, but like, yeah, I don't know. They got a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's become sort of navel gazing in the sense that I, I want to see how poorly they do in the ratings on monday as much as anything yeah. like i'm as intrigued. Yeah. just just because i want to see what they're going to do next and i want to see how they're going to potentially dilute the brands and the products even further like that sounds very exciting to me so <laughs> the like evil you know treacherous part of my mind is like ooh, let's let's watch them take themselves down so exciting
1: slow motion car wreck yeah. It
0: sucks too cuz I do I think we all you know we've talked on the on the best of 2018 episode again we talked about how one of the perks of a star is born is it was a sort of cultural moment that a lot of people saw yep. and liked and we appreciate yep. that and that's what we you know Black Panther 2 and Infinity War like too many of them are skewed in that comic book big dumb movie area but in general I I like what everyone sees a movie and you can talk to pretty much anyone you run into about that movie but and I, So I like in theory when the Oscars are an event that attracts lots of eyeballs and is worth discussing in some capacity. So it's not that I want them to fail. I just, I you know, as the whole show and as problems start, like part of me is, you know, evil about it. But then part of me is like, I, I want them to get their act together. I don't know what they can do. There might be nothing they can do. It's, 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 there's a lot of swirling emotions that I think eventually just end in that apathy or that frustration <laughs> of knowing that it's irrelevant and who even cares and why bother.
1: Yeah, it ends in me walking out the door and driving to basketball. So. <laughs>
0: That's
1: <right. laughs>
0: yeah. There's no better way to put it. That is exactly right. Well... Yeah. That about does it for us. You should go to inreeldeep.com and check out all of our stuff. A lot of the reviews for all these movies are up there. You can check out the Best of 2018 podcasts and our Best of 2018 lists that we talked about in detail on this episode. That is our version of the Oscars. I think it's just as entertaining. You should probably put it on mute and play that during the show itself <laughs> and just soak up our hour of sort of ramblings i think you'd probably enjoy it just as much if not more and otherwise just check out all of our good stuff it's uh it's sort of a down time in the movie season but you know they've been expanding the blockbuster time and like you know everything but awards season seems to be expanding in terms of when things come out so but you know lego movie 2 already came out by the time march gets here there'll be plenty of big things and we will be covering them in detail on inrealdeep.com Andrew, yeah. thank you for joining us. Enjoy your basketball game. I hope you <laughs> score do. lots of hoops.
1: We'll, well, I will try to score lots of lots of buckets.
0: Yeah, <laughs> get some buckets.
1: Get some buckets. Get buckets. And
0: thank you, all of our adoring fans, for listening. We'll be seeing you further on at the road. Adios.